Happy birthday to y'all. Happy birthday to y'all. A happy, 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 happy birthday, dear y'all show. Happy birthday to y'all. Man, I should have gone to Broadway. Welcome to y'all. It's the one year birthday party. Yes, it was on June 18th of 2018 that the y'all show got up and going and here we are one year to the day and we're having a great time got the cake laid out in front of us the candles lit and we're ready to start oh what did i wish for i wish for another year of the y'all show good to have you back it's the y'all show with john rawl talk with a southern accent and yes it is our one year birthday or do you call it an anniversary it just i guess whatever term you want to use it doesn't matter we're just glad that you've joined us coming up in just a few minutes we've got headlines from across the southeast we also have a political report with some news going on from donald trump hey he's celebrating the one year anniversary of y'all he's launching his 2020 presidential campaign officially today in the south in orlando we'll have some info on that plus some democratic news to pass along and some wacky local sort of government type issues going on in the state of mississippi that (laughs) is a good fun birthday present for us to discuss and then later this hour we're going to rewind back to june 18th of last year and we're going to hear some of the first few minutes of when we got this thing going and kind of compare what we did a year ago to what we're doing now and to kind of sneak peek at what happened on our very first y'all episode all that later this hour plus we'll let you know what all's going on the y'all.com website over the next few days to celebrate the y'all show's birthday as well as other cool stuff nothing to do with our birthday all that at y'all.com and all will get you the breakdown later this hour when we turn over to page two and to the second hour we have sports lanyap today and that is where we kind of dive into various sports from nascar to the pga tour what's going on next for the professional golfers we've got the latest with some nfl news in fact a former collegiate player at a small college in texas after more than 15 years in the NFL has decided to hang his cleats up. He's going to go to the broadcast booth. We'll let you know who that is. Plus, we'll let you know about baseball. We'll give you the standings of the Major League Baseball teams. Man, some real fun going on in the National League right now, both in the Central Division and the NL East, with some shifting of positions and some surprise shifting of positions. We'll have all that later this second hour, and we'll let you know what's going on in Omaha with the College World Series. One team has already packed its bags and headed back to SEC country. We'll tell you who that is, and we'll give you the update of what's going on today. What team will be packing its bag, perhaps, and heading home? All that in our sports land yap in hour two. And then the college baseball aficionado himself, Matt Hermans, who also is the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. He'll be dropping by with a very timely report on grilling hot dogs when you want to watch the College World Series or any sporting event, to be honest. And we're going to get him to talk about dogs, but we'll also have him discuss brats. If you want to go up north and have a bratwurst, Matt will tell you how to do it. Plus, hey, we're in South Carolina. Yeah, we're still we're celebrating the one year birthday of y'all by hitting the road and heading to back to South Carolina. And in the spirit of the Palmetto State, 
This is a state that kind of fancies itself as the birthplace of barbecue. And we'll have Matt weigh in on that. Is that a real, true, factual statement from the Palmetto State? And we'll discuss the South Carolina barbecue map that I just picked up when I crossed into the Palmetto State and see what he has to say about this pretty impressive publication. All that in the second hour of today's Y'all Show, a, an exciting birthday show and we don't want you to miss out. Hey, we want you to join our birthday celebration if you want to give us a call. Our number is 803-816-1170. Our website, y'all.com. You also can find us on a couple of different social media options on Instagram and Twitter. We're at y'all show. And if you have a smartphone or iPad, you've got those little neat apps that you can listen to stuff. For example, iHeartRadio. We're also on the TuneIn Radio app and iTunes podcast apps. All three of those, go search for Y'all Show, and the Y'all Show will be available for free. All you got to do is hit the button, and it will come right to your apparatus. You don't even have to think about it. And so that's what we encourage you to do, so you will not miss out on any of the Y'all Talk. And, of course, we're heard on great radio stations across the South. We appreciate our listeners who get us the old-fashioned but very great way of terrestrial radio thank y'all for being a part of our show since we got going we didn't start out as a podcast only we started out from day one on the radio and we appreciate all of our affiliates most notably our very first affiliate our flagship of wtjs fm 93.1 the talk of jackson and jackson tennessee booming out across jackson and west tennessee with great talk shows and we're right there sandwiched between george b in the afternoon and McC- coy and schofield and and all the other great characters on there from jimmy duke to in the morning you got steve bowers and so many great talents there at wtjs fm 93.1 including tim november and cleve marsh don't want to leave those out and lacy and us thank you for the opportunity to get this thing going way back a year ago today on wtgs and we've expanded that to more states i'll give you the latest on some of our affiliate information as we work our way through here in the coming days we're trying to add more and more and we've done that we've added a few but we want to tell you more about it but we we, we don't want to overdo things here we don't set the bar too high here in our first birthday party so we won't do that but all that we appreciate that again it's the first year that we've made it through a year and we appreciate all y'all for tuning in you're part of the fun here of the y'all show looking at headlines across the southeast we go to dallas and a scary situation on monday there at a courthouse in downtown dallas as a mass gunman was killed in the shootout and it turns out the masked gunman was an army veteran wearing a mask and carrying more than 150 rounds of ammunition for his high-powered rifle and he was shot dead monday after he opened fire outside this busy federal courthouse in dallas and officers killed 22-year-old Brian Isaac Clyde after he approached an entrance of the Earl Cabell Federal Building and began shooting, shattering the glass panes in a revolving door. And they were able to confront him early on Monday, and they were able to put him, you know, unfortunately he died, but unfortunately, the good news is, to my knowledge, no one was injured in this, and the threat was minimized. But sure enough, there in Dallas, this masked gunman killed in a shootout outside of a federal courthouse in the state of Texas. In Arkansas, a woman's now being held on capital murder and abuse of corpse charges in the natural state. All this stems from the recent death of a former Arkansas state politician, former state Senator Linda Collins, and a judge found probable cause on Monday to charge a Pocahontas woman 
Rebecca Lynn O'Donnell, 48 years old, charged with capital murder in the death of former state Senator Collins. And again, she's also facing charges of tampering with physical evidence charges and abusing a corpse. The judge did not set a bond. O'Donnell was arrested Friday in connection with the case. A sheriff there in Randolph County, Arkansas, could not specify why she is considered a suspect, but because it would interfere with the investigation. But she was arrested after a traffic stop near Burgess Road there in Randolph County, Arkansas. And she again killed a former state senator, Linda Collins, a popular politician in Arkansas, gunned down by this woman. And now she's being held on capital murder charges in the Pocahontas, Arkansas area. Here we go again with another story about a shark bite in North Carolina, this time at Bald Head Island. An eight-year-old boy was the third attack victim of a shark this season along the North Carolina coast. The boy was swimming in open water at Bald Head Island on Sunday when a shark grabbed him by the leg, causing multiple bite wounds. The child, who wasn't immediately identified, was transported on a ferry to a hospital, expected to make a full recovery. Last week, a 19-year-old was bitten by a shark in Ocean Isles, which is 100 miles down the same coastline from where a 17-year-old girl lost most of her leg to a shark attack at Fort Macon State Park earlier this month. North Carolina saw three unprovoked shark attacks all of last year, down from six attacks back in 2015. But something's going on in the water there. The sharks are coming a little bit closer to shore and A little bit weird that all three victims here in North Carolina so far in June have all been young kids, the oldest being 17, and now this 8-year-old boy luckily is going to be okay, we think, but receiving a massive shark bite boon, it appears, off of Bald Head Island in North Carolina. Here in South Carolina, a man is being charged with branding sharks like cattle. You know, you're a redneck if you brand a shark like a cow. Well, that's what's happening here in South Carolina to a 56-year-old from Allwendall in Georgetown County, and officers have charged this man with illegal tagging of a saltwater fish. It's a misdemeanor, but it can net a fine of up to $200. Officials say they were alerted about the brandings last month as anglers off the South Carolina coast began catching sharks with a symbol that looked like a cursive letter burned just below their dorsal fins. Officials say they also saw photos of such sharks circulating on social media and a newspaper in the Low Country reports the brands could have been made with a propane torch or dry ice and the suspect was cooperative with authorities. I don't have a name. That may be a good thing, but again, it's a misdemeanor. Maybe that's why it's not being released publicly, but a fine of only up to $200 for tagging a saltwater fish off the coast of South Carolina. Now that seems like Kind of silly to me. Goodlettsville, Tennessee teams up with Memphis, Tennessee. Yes, we're talking some business news here in the South. And Dollar General from Goodlettsville, just north of Nashville, is now teaming up with Memphis's FedEx. And they're going to have FedEx pickup locations inside Dollar General stores. The new partnership will allow FedEx pickups and drop-offs at Dollar General stores. The service will be rolled out later this summer, starting with $1,500 General stores, with that total reaching more than 8000 by the end of next year, the end of 2020. Dollar General officials said because of their store's footprint, which pretty much is everywhere, and sometimes more than everywhere, more than 90% of Americans will be within five miles of a FedEx hold retail location. The goal is to provide more accessibility to those living in 
rural communities. Now, this is big news if you're in the rural portion of our Southland that you can go to your local Dollar General. And it looks like we said by the end of next year, $8,000 general stores, you can walk in there and do a little FedEx business with both pickups and drop-offs. That is a welcome sign. And you don't have to maybe go around looking for the FedEx truck like I've had to do on more than one occasion. More business news from the Volunteer State. First Tennessee out of Memphis and Capital Banks are going to merge to form First Horizon Bank. And yes, this is the new bank that will be a type of rebrand as the First Horizon National Corporation says it will bring together its companies under a unified name and new logo. The changes include FTB Advisors becoming First Horizon Advisors and FTN Financial becoming FHN Financial. And all of this rebranding will take place this fall. Again, it's First Horizon Bank and Memphis's First Tennessee Bank. I think First Horizon may be a Nashville-based, but all becoming First Horizon after First Tennessee and Capital Banks are coming together. And that is a change that you're going to see not only in Tennessee, but I know there's a few locations of First Tennessee that aren't even in Tennessee. And this will just open up this bank out of Tennessee to be able to go outside of state lines and not be so such an eyesore, I should say, with the new look and logo. Although the logo still will maintain the circle logo of the shield of the Tennessee, this three, the TriStar logo, a portion of that will be in this new First Horizon Bank. But look for that when you're in the volunteer state coming up here in a few months. To Charleston, South Carolina, just down Interstate 26 from where I am, police there say that two people have been arrested after what appears to be red paint thrown on a Confederate monument, the Confederate Defenders of Charleston Monument on the Battery in Charleston, South Carolina, where the first shots of the Civil War, well, arguably were fired. Those of Fort Sumter in April of 1861, first shots technically were fired on Morris Island in Charleston Harbor on January 9th, 1861 by the cadets of the South Carolina Military Academy. But Charles Melise have arrested 23-year-old Charles Chandler and a 29-year-old Kaylee Roberts arrested near the monument after they were identified by witnesses. And I've actually seen video of these two knuckleheads. And I, I use that word a lot, but I really think we do have our fair share of knuckleheads down here in Dixie. These two would be part of it. If for no other reason, they did this in the broad daylight. They did it on Sunday afternoon and they splashed this red substance on the shield, leg, and base of this gigantic monument right in downtown Charleston. They're charged with damage to real property and retained in jail, and jail records didn't indicate if they had lawyers. Police say workers have cleaned the statue, which sits by Charleston Harbor with the inscription to the Confederate Defenders of Charleston, a lovely monument. I think it's got a, the dominant figure is a woman. And then a, a man, and they're not even in Confederate uniform. It looks like something out of the Greek gods, to be quite honest with you. But these two arrested, and I say, make them pay and make them do a lot of community service and maybe some jail time for what they did to that monument in Charleston, South Carolina. Unfortunately, that wasn't the only Confederate monument damaged over the last few days. Red paint and the phrase, quote, they were racist were discovered on a Confederate monument in a park in Nashville. Police say they found the vandalism on Monday at the Confederate private monument in Centennial Park. That's right in the middle of Nashville. Red liquid was doused on the statue, and the phrase was scrawled on a plaque with the names of more than 500 Tennessee Confederate soldiers. 
and police are now reviewing footage from cameras in the park. Metro police in Nashville told news outlets there hasn't been a vandalism incident like this in the park in nearly seven years. The Tennessee newspaper reports the Confederate monument is one of two in the county with about 70 more across the state of Tennessee. But there evidently is a, a, a renewed energy by some of the Antifa type people to destroy or damage Confederate monuments. And that they're happening in Charleston and Nashville in the last couple of hours, to be quite honest. Now to Georgia, internet speeds in the Peach State are far slower than what's been reported by the federal government, according to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And an analysis of internet speed test results by the AJC found that speeds in Georgia were about one-fourth as fast as those reported by the FCC. Internet speeds averaged about 6.3 megabits per second in Georgia from June to December of 2017. That's far below the FCC's estimate of 25 megabytes per second. Slower speeds means websites take longer to load and videos can be difficult to view among other things. And as a former resident of North Georgia, I know how big a deal slow internet speeds were in at least Hall County, Georgia, northeast of Atlanta. I had cable internet through the cable provider and it was far greater than the local I guess cable company that was going around putting in stuff and I know or people who had direct TV that had cable or internet or something like that people would come to my house to actually use the internet and to be honest that speed there pales in comparison to what I've got now in a non-Georgia state and it's laughable what we were doing and, and the price you were having to pay so Georgia I think you're getting a bad deal if you're listening to us in the Peach State and you pay outrageous amounts for internet, you can go to some real rural areas of the South, places that the internet you would think may not even go to, and I'm being a little facetious, and those places will have far better speeds for internet than you will have in Georgia. Maybe some of our other Southern states have similar problems too, but hey, open up that internet highway, y'all. Let's let's make it fast. We don't have time to sit there and wait for rendering and other things that these websites often do. Here's a wacko story coming from Nashville. A man caused over $2,000 worth of damage at Jason Aldean's Kitchen and Rooftop Bar on Broadway in Nashville. And get this, this man caused us damage after climbing into its crawl space on Sunday. And Metro Nashville police say 20-year-old Fritz Schlebach was covered in drywall as he told them he was allegedly chased into the crawl space by dogs and he kicked two large holes in the wall and damaged an extensive amount of the bar's audio and visual equipment. He's been arrested and charged with vandalism. But there in Nashville at Jason Aldean, he's one of many celebrities that had those celebrity restaurants and bars, Jason Aldean's Kitchen and Rooftop Bar on Broadway in Nashville, having a guy who I guess thought he was a rat climbing through the walls of Jason's bar, and he's going to pay quite a penalty for that lack of decision-making or stupid decision-making, if you will. A South Carolina woman, how about this feel-good story? She's reached the Florida Keys, made it all the way to Key West, completing a 2,575-mile walk to give attention to the opioid overdose crisis. And Jessie Grebe finished her East Coast Overdose Awareness Walk Friday at Key West's southernmost point in the continental U.S. marker. And it marked the fourth anniversary of her brother Brian's death by accidental overdose. And her boyfriend succumbed to heroin. 
and she struggled herself with addiction since she was 17 years old. She lives on Pauly's Island between Charleston and Georgetown, and she lives on the South Carolina coast there at Pauly's Island. She started her journey in Fort Kent, Maine, way up in Maine on July 28th of last year after she suffered a relapse, and she had help carrying supplies in a small cart named Lieutenant Dan in honor of the Forrest Gump character who dealt with addiction in that fictional movie there. But congratulations to Jesse Grebe of Pauly's Island, South Carolina. She made that long walk all the way across the Eastern Corridor. I think she probably went down mostly US-1, which goes from Maine to Key West, which goes right through Columbia, South Carolina, by the way, which is where we're broadcasting from. And she made this, and I hope it makes a difference. We have far too many great Southerners, great Americans, great human beings who have succumbed to the opioid crisis. A 15-foot python has eluded capture in not the Florida Everglades or not along the coast anywhere in the south. But no, this python is on the loose in the mountain state in Morgantown, West Virginia. And after two weeks of looking after an escape from a vehicle, this large snake is still on the lamb. It's believed to be a python measuring 15 feet, six, six, 15 feet long, four inches in diameter, last seen in the area of Elijah Did Street in Sabraton in West Virginia. The owner of the snake said it escaped its enclosure inside the vehicle. When he got out, so did the snake and slid it up a tree in the woods nearby. Now, residents in Morgantown were asked to be mindful of any small children or pets outside in the wake of the pythons escaping. This is, yet again, another example. Why do we allow any such animals in this country at all? I don't even know if they should be in a zoo, but so many people have these pythons as snakes. And I'll be honest, this is our first birthday of the Y'all Show. We will not accept a gift of a python or any other creepy crawler as a token of your love of our show, okay? That won't be happening. But let's get this snake in Morgantown under wraps and get him back to wherever he should be, which is not in West Virginia and, frankly, not anywhere in these United States. And how about another feel-good story from Florida as we wrap up our headlines from across the South today? Divers in Florida have set a Guinness Book World Record for cleaning up as more than 600 divers scooped up trash from the ocean floor off of Deerfield Beach. I saw the video of this. It was quite a sight. As Guinness, they say that these 633 scuba divers, they entered the ocean near Deerfield Beach International Fishing Pier, and they went out there cleaning up, getting all the trash out. And by Saturday night, the organizers, they didn't know how much trash had been collected, although one organizer said divers recovered 1,600 pounds of lead fishing weights alone, the result of years of anglers cutting bait. Don't, we don't want you to cut bait on our show. We, we, we need y'all to stick around. But how about that? The previous record for the most divers taking part in an underwater cleanup was a team of 614 divers in Egypt back in 2015. And now at Deerfield Beach, Florida, 633 scuba divers, all with their gear on, all diving down on the ocean floor, at the Deerfield Beach International Fishing Pier and making that place look much more beautiful. I'm looking at a photo of one of the divers and it looks like somebody had a, a field day throwing Pepsi Cola cans overboard the pier because this diver's got a whole collection of what looks like more than any other beverage container, Pepsi cans. So let's 
let's be, I mean, there's no reason to throw anything in the darn ocean. Forgive me. Uh, that, 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 there's trash cans and we can do much better as a region and much better as a country and society if we control our laziness and not do things like that. But great job by all the scuba divers in Deerfield Beach. And that is a look at what's going on in the South here on this Tuesday. When we come back, we're going to switch over to the world of politics. Again, President Trump is kicking off his 2020 campaign in Orlando this very day. And we'll have info on that, plus other political happenings across Dixie later this hour. We will continue our celebration of this, our one-year anniversary to the day of the Y'all Show, and let you hear some of our very first Y'all episode from June 18th of last year. Plus, we'll let you know what's going on the page of Y'all.com these days. Go to the homepage of the South and all the other great links that you'll find on Y'all.com. All that little sneak preview still to come this hour. And remind you that in hour two, we'll have Sports Lanyap and the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue will be stopping by with a delicious report and more about South Carolina barbecue. All that ahead on Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. Happy birthday, y'all. Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10e included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10e, 128GB, $15 a month after $16.25 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630.20, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Data deprioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl, easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. Stop. 
The birthday party continues. Welcome back. It's y'all. It's talk with a down-home Dixie emphasis as we broadcast from South Carolina. This is the show all about the South, and here each week we have a chance to kind of spotlight a bunch of political happenings across Dixie, and this the Y'all Political Report. And hey, some big news from the Supreme Court came down on Monday as the U.S. Supreme Court has handed Democrats in the Commonwealth of Virginia a win in a racial gerrymander case. And yes, the decision made a 5-4 decision by the nation's Highest Court, Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg wrote the opinion, joined by Justices Clarence Thomas, Sonia Sotomayor, Alina Kagan, and Neil Gorsuch. And the gist of this is that the Supreme Court held that the Republican-led Virginia House of Delegates did not have the legal right to challenge a lower court opinion that struck several district maps that had drawn as an unconstitutional racial gerrymander. This means court-ordered maps that favored Democrats will continue to be used in the Commonwealth of Virginia. Remember, this is a state that, for whatever reason, they still have some Republicans in control of the House of Delegates and more in Richmond. But overall, the senators, the U.S. senators from that Commonwealth are all Democrats. The governors have been Democrats for quite some time. The state or Commonwealth has gone blue in the presidential race for several times in a row. And I know it's being dominated by Northern Virginia and the Washington spillover, you could say, the liberal spillover from the nation's capital there, which is so heavy with all the population there. But yeah, Virginia is a state that is certainly purple, if not solid blue. And it's going to be even more blue with this kind of decision coming from the Supreme Court of the United States. Speaking of Virginia Democrats, the Democrats in Richmond are pushing to try to make the public case for greater gun restrictions ahead of a special legislative session in Richmond spurred by the recent fatal shooting of 12 people at a Virginia Beach City office. Senator Tim Kaine, the Secretary of Public Safety and Homeland Security Brian Moran, and the mayor of Richmond, LeVar Stoney, joined family members of gun violence victims and other advocates on Monday at a church in Richmond where they stressed that they said there's a need for greater gun control. Senator Kane, the former vice presidential running mate of Hillary Clinton, he discussed his experience with gun violence as a former mayor of Richmond and governor of Virginia. Remember, as a governor of Virginia, it was Tim Kane who had to deal with the Virginia Tech awful shooting there where 32, 32 people were fatally shot back in 2007. And so this discussion going on Monday in Virginia, the current governor of the Commonwealth, Governor Ralph Northam, he announced on July that July 9th is going to be a special session in response to that mass shooting in Virginia Beach, which happened on May 31st, where employee Dwayne Craddock used two semi-automatic handguns, a silencer, and extended ammunition magazines and killed 12 people in and around that office in Virginia Beach, Virginia. And so we'll find out here in a couple of weeks. I'm sure it will be given a lot more attention when this event happens on July 9th, this special session. And will Virginia make any kind of change? Of course, we know in the South, we love our guns. We don't like to see 12 people get killed. We don't like to see in Blacksburg back in 2007, 32 people being innocently killed at Virginia Tech. So Virginia has certainly felt its fair share of tragedy from guns, but are taking them away or restricting them going to make any difference? That's the question no one can really answer, and that's why we'll always have this debate 
over the constitutionality and the Second Amendment and such. But at least in Richmond, where it's a purple state as of right now, it will make for some good, good coverage that we'll have for you come July. President Donald Trump has tweeted his support for the West Virginia governor amid an education debate. Governor Jim Justice, who was a Democrat, now a Republican, state lawmakers in Charleston, West Virginia, are debating education policy. The president on Monday boosted the Republican governor, writing, One size doesn't fit all. I support West Virginia schools. Keep up the great work at West Virginia governor. Big Jim Justice, I am with you. Now, the governor of West Virginia has publicly feuded with Republican leaders of the Senate in West Virginia over their sweeping education bill that would allow the state's first charter schools. The plan has caused massive teacher protests at the state capitol and faces staunch opposition from Democrats, but has been backed by Trump's education secretary. So here we go again. Charter schools in the news in West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, at least, looks like he's getting the boost of President Donald Trump. Remember, it was West Virginia that gave President Trump his strongest victory in the 2016 election, at least from a percentage standpoint. I'm think I, I, I'm pretty sure I'm right on that. I don't think historically states like Wyoming and Oklahoma have been hardcore Republican. But I'm pretty sure West Virginia had a higher percentage voting for Donald J. Trump than any state in 2016. Now, speaking of the president in 2020, he will be in Orlando today. And people have been lining up for 40 hours to see the president in his official kickoff of the 2020 election as he'll be speaking at the Amway Center. And that event going on today, it's going to begin at 8 o'clock tonight in Orlando. And he's not silly he's doing this event in orlando because of how key florida will be in 2020 a hundred thousand ticket requests for the twenty thousand seat stadium the amway center in orlando florida and trump tweeted that we are building large movie screens outside to take care of everybody he'll be joined in orlando by first lady melania trump Vice President Mike Pence and Second Lady Karen Pence. The big event will include an all-day 45 fest with food, live music, and screens for people to view the rally, according to the Trump campaign. But tonight in Orlando, a lot of people lining up to see the president and the official kickoff of the Trump 2020 campaign. And we'll be here all along with updates on the Trump campaign over the next several months, getting ready for the election of November 2020. And we'll have all the goings on with the Democratic candidates. In fact, a lot of those were right here in South Carolina this past weekend. South Carolina is the first in the South primary. And I think, as I've said before, since we're talking politics here, whoever wins South Carolina generally goes on to get the nod of their party, whether it's the Republican or Democratic side. It is standard that whoever wins this state goes on and gets that nod and often They win the presidency. So it is a key state that you'll see a lot more of these Democrats dropping by. You'll even see President Trump be a regular visitor of the Palmetto State pretty darn soon. But at least today, he'll be a Floridian, which is sort of his honorary home state since he's been going to Mar-a-Lago for, gosh, decades now. He'll be down there. And I'm sure he'll be very quick to point out that, hey, I'm a Floridian, even though I guess legally he's not. He certainly has plenty of property in the Sunshine State. And 
you know, for a Yankee, he's not too bad, I guess. <laughs> I know if you hate Trump, you hate him. But hey, if you like Trump, you're probably not a person, if you're a hardcore Southerner like me, that generally likes Yankees, loudmouth Yankees at that. But this guy, hey, to give him credit, he doesn't talk as, as a guy who grew up in New York City and Queens is where he was born. Does he really sound heavy, duty, thick New York with his accent? I don't think so. You go listen to some of those other New Yorkers, and they have a lot thicker New York with a sort of Bronx accent, and Trump really doesn't have it. Now, he doesn't have a Southern accent. I'm not trying to say that, but you would think a guy who up until going to the White House pretty much lived his whole life in a bubble in Manhattan for the most part would have a little bit more of a Yankee, New York Yankee accent. But he doesn't, at least not yet. All right, let's go to a crazy political story to wrap up our political spotlight today. To Fulton, Mississippi, Itawamba County, Mississippi, in northeast, just to the east of Tupelo, the mayor of Fulton is now apologizing for a bar fight that the mayor was in. And get this, the fight was with a part-time Itawamba County Sheriff's deputy. (laughs) The mayor of Fulton, Barry Childers, he said at a specially called meeting of the aldermen last week that he has great remorse for this Saturday night fight with Itawamba County Sheriff's Deputy Andy Graham. You know, Saturday nights and what is that? Saturday night specials and things like that. The Saturday night dance club, all that kind of lingo goes along with. Usually, if it's a bar and it's Saturday night, uh, there's a great potential something can go wrong. And in this case, it was a leader of the town. Mayor Barry Childers, Fulton, Mississippi. And, and Childers says he wants to sincerely apologize. Authorities have said the men have continuing disputes. A video shows a man seated at the bar punching a man standing next to him. The two struggle and fall to the floor. No charges have been filed. Aldermen are restricting Childers' vehicle use to business hours and official out-of-town travel saying he's used it for personal reasons, including, <laughs> get this, driving to the bar. Oh, this is an area, frankly, and I'm very familiar with Itawamba County and Fulton. I didn't think they'd ever elect a mayor who at least publicly went to bars. Heck, I didn't even know there was a bar in Fulton, Mississippi. I know there's a KFC and a Bank Corps South and a Walmart and the Itawamba Community College Indians. Past that, I didn't think a whole lot else went on in Fulton, Mississippi on I-22. But, man, some some fun times covering the aldermen and such here if you go to the next meeting in Fulton. And that's the political spotlight of y'all talk with a uh, bar fight accent. When we come back on our one-year birthday celebration, we will let you hear the very first y'all episode that we put in the can. It was from exactly one year ago, June 18th, 2018. We'll let you hear that. Plus, we've got a little preview of what's on the website y'all.com this week. Some fun stuff. We'll let you know all about it when the Y'all Show gets back right, right after this. Hey, I got to go down to the bar and hang out with the mayor. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in a gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way, and he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, He realized the pros were all way better than him, so Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. 
We did it, y'all. We are back. It's y'all. And this is, again, our one-year anniversary blowout here as we celebrate a full year of y'all talk with a southern accent. I'm your gracious, and I do mean gracious host, John Rawl. Thank y'all for being with us along the way. Or if you're just new to our show, we appreciate you finding us, whether you're getting us on one of our great radio stations in the South or you're finding us on any of the streaming options like TuneIn Radio or iHeartRadio. Thank y'all for being a part of the All Southern Show. Well, it was on this day exactly one years ago, one year ago that we, I feel like saying years, it feels like years. It was exactly one year ago that we got this thing going. And as a little fun thing here, I thought you would enjoy going back to June 18th of 2018 and hear the very first words that came out of this redneck's mouth when we got the y'all show up and going and enjoy this little listen in to the very first episode of y'all. And welcome in to this first y'all show ever in the books. I'm John Rawl again, and thank you so much for being a part of our All Dixie Show as we discuss all things Southern. If you have a little y'all in your accent, well, this is the place to be. Y'all talk with a Southern accent. And we're going to go through all types of topics on this show. So we hope we become part of your daily routine on the program. Today's show, our first show that we'll be putting on for you, it's going to have a lot of good information as we're going to discuss things that, well, frankly, I think everybody that likes the South will find there's going to be something for all y'all with the y'all show. We're going to first here on today's show discuss a little bit of what, what y'all is, a little bit about my background, being the y'all guy that uh, I guess I am and, and proudly am, by the way. And we'll also kind of break down what we will be doing on the show each day. And as we go through each week here on the program, you'll get a, a good glimpse of what being a y'all person is all about. We hope you part, are part of the family and we encourage you to interact with us on the program as we get through each program and each week of the show. Well, I hope you had a good time listening to that. That was from exactly one year ago, June 18th of 2018 as we had our very first y'all episode and that's kind of how we got it all going right there. So some of that might've been a little repetitious. You might've noticed that maybe I aged a little bit over the last 12 months, but we enjoy finding that and playing it for you. I hope you will enjoy hearing that and enjoy hearing all of the y'all shows that we've done this past year and all of the y'all shows that we have going forward. And in fact, we want to remind you, if you go to y'all.com, you can find the link to the archives of the Y'all Show. We have every show we've ever done, and you can go there and listen to them. We've had some unbelievable guests. We've had some unbelievable fun, and we want you to be a part of it, whether you're listening to the show that's for today or any of the more than 220, we're getting close to 250 episodes now of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. So go to our website, y'all.com, get the link. You can go into iTunes podcast. Every episode right there, free of charge, ready for you to be a part of it. And again, thank you for being a part of our show all along the way. Well, we do this show in conjunction with y'all, y'all.com, the website. And we want to, as a little birthday happy, since you've helped us get to this point, we encourage you as we celebrate this one year of y'all to go to our website this week. We have some great stuff going on. In fact, if the 
Stars Align later this week. We'll have the editor of y'all.com drop by to give you further information about some of these stories. And that'll be fun when Clark Shelton can get on here later in the week. That's what we're hoping for. But just to give you a little sneak peek of what's on the page of y'all.com, the homepage of the South, go there now and you can find out this week all about art in Fort Worth, Texas. You know, Fort Worth is a cattle town. But it's also got lots of great art thanks to TCU and other people that, you know, Fort Worth is a large city and they've got some great works of art in Fort Worth in the Metroplex. And we have a little sample of some of that art if you go to our y'all.com webpage. Also going on on y'all.com this week, it's Ozarks Tap and Poor Craft Bev Tour. Yeah, Ozarks. That would be Northwest Arkansas, maybe stretching into Missouri. The Tap and Poor Craft Bev Tour. So we know about Kentucky and they've got the Bourbon Trail. If you go into the Ozarks of Arkansas and all the surrounding area, you can have some great craft brews available in this tour that you can learn much more at y'all.com. Now, coming up in just a few days, golly, we're only, what, two to three weeks away from the 4th of July. Y'all.com has the best 4th of July festivals listed by state. And that is going to be really neat to see. And I know you have great pride in whatever part of the South you're in. And we want you to go on to y'all.com and see if your favorite 4th of July festival is listed in the best 4th of July festivals by state. Probably about, this is going to stretch over a couple of weeks. So we'll have a couple going on there and you can check that out. But yeah, that's coming up. If not already, maybe there's a chance your favorite local festival, if it's good enough, it's got to be good, will be listed in the best 4th of July festivals. Now, also, you have the July festivals going on in the South in addition to the 4th of July, and we're going to look for stuff that combines music and all kinds of fun because there's a lot of stuff going on in the South. Now, a lot of people go to the beach and have their own fun, but there are certain areas of the South. I know, for example... Muscle Shoals in Alabama has the WC Handy Festival coming up in July, I'm pretty sure. So we'll have a look at festivals of July on the pages of y'all.com. Going back to the 4th of July, hey, we don't want you to lose a finger or a hand or anything or your life. So we've got some stuff coming up on y'all all about fireworks safety. And as a guy who got shot by a Roman candle and my arm caught on fire as a youngster, I will tell you, it scared the you-know-what out of me. It happened right here in South Carolina. So I haven't looked at Roman candles quite the same after my arm caught on fire. But luckily, it got put out and I didn't have to go to the hospital. But I think I, I still have a scarf. I look hard enough. So let's not be stupid with our fireworks, and we'll have plenty of great safety info coming your way for the 4th of July. Hey, we're right now, it's now June. You know what that means if you know anything about Mother Nature. In the South, we have officially entered national hurricane outlook season so we'll have the hurricane outlook and some tips especially for those of us in south carolina right now in north carolina which always seems to find hurricanes in the fall of course the gulf coast hurricanes have been a problem i think we had hurricane michael that hit us back in the fall last year in the panhandle of florida and we don't want any of us to have to go through a rough summer that's left of it and or fall and we want to give you some tips so that'll be on the page of y'all.com also we'll have some pretenders and contenders for baseball as we're right at the halfway point of major league baseball so we'll have some fun with that also some great reads for the summer if you want to pick up a new book y'all.com is where you need to go to and we'll have all that plus a whole lot more good stuff 
it's changing every day. That's why we need you to go to y'all.com and bookmark it. We need you to go to Facebook. And if you're on Facebook, go find y'all.com and like us. And every single story that we put out there, you'll have a chance to get it in your news feed. And including in that will be each day when we put out the y'all show. It'll be a link with some great little images of each of our episodes. And you can kind of see what is going on visually and listen to it if you'd like. So that is all part of our one year birthday party extravaganza here on the y'all show. And we appreciate y'all letting us brag about it and encourage you to go check out y'all.com and y'all.com on Facebook. Appreciate Clark Shelton and others at y'all for getting this stuff going big time. Ooh, happy birthday, y'all. When we come back in hour two, we'll get it going with a sports land yap report, all kinds of sporting news from all kinds of sports. Plus, we'll have the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue with his delicious report on the College World Series, cooking hot dogs, and the barbecue state that we're in that fancies itself as the birthplace of barbecue. We're in South Carolina, and we'll talk about South Carolina's barbecue with the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. That's all ahead. You better not go anywhere. And oh yeah, happy birthday, y'all. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. The one-year fun of y'all continues. It's the second hour here on this Tuesday. We hope you're having a lovely day wherever in Dixie you may find yourself. Or maybe you're listening to us from outside of the borders of the South. We cover 16 states. We cover news, sports, politics, barbecue, music, fun, fashion, and, and, and everything else in between. Oh, politics. Yeah, we cover that, too. We do it all, y'all. And I'm John Rawl. I get to be the host, and I've done it for a year. And would you please let me sign up for another year of the All Southern Program? Well, thank you. Thank you very much there to channel my inner Elvis. Well, this is Sports Lanyap as we begin our second hour. And in just a few minutes, we're, we told you we cover barbecue. The barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, is going to be dropping by to talk about cooking hot dogs little baseball and hot dogs and since we're in south carolina this week we are going to have him discuss what i just picked up the other day when i crossed into the palmetto state the south carolina barbecue map they do a fantastic job with this production with uh, i would say 250 barbecue options for you in south carolina and we have the map in front of us but you can go find it at discoversouthcarolina.com and see the pdf of that and and compare it to maybe where you're from and say hey i'm in texas or i'm in louisiana and my state doesn't have anything this cool come on your home state get it together let's give south carolina a run for the barbecue money we'll have all that discussion in just a few minutes here on the y'all show our number is 803-816-1170 you also can find us on twitter and instagram at y'all show would love to hear from you now into sports land yet we go we started in the ranks of the nfl and here's a guy that you might have heard of but you don't know a lot of but he's turning 40 years old early in july and he has decided after 17 years to hang up his cleats josh mccown is retiring from football and he's going to take his talent to espn 
and he's been all over the place and he actually turns 40 on the 4th of July. So happy early birthday, Josh McCown of Jacksonville, Texas, an East Texan. And again, 17 years in the NFL, he played collegiately at SMU. And then he went to the Sam Houston state Bearcats and got drafted in the third round back in 2002 by the Arizona Cardinals, where he played two, three, about four years there in the desert. And then he started a career all over the place. So the Bearcat turned Cardinal, then went with the Lions, then the Raiders, spent a season with the Dolphins and Panthers, actually was on the Panthers rosters for two year, for two years prior to Sam, prior to Cam Newton showing up in Charlotte. Then he was in the Bay Area with the 49ers briefly, then Chicago where he quarterbacked the Bears for about three years. Then he was with Tampa Bay, the Cleveland Browns. He was one of probably 25 Cleveland Browns quarterbacks over the last few years. And then finally, he was with the New York Jets in the NFL. But this man, after all these seasons, 17 years, the East Texan, Josh McCown, Looking forward to seeing the kind of job he'll do on ESPN. And I have to wonder, is he kind of stepping into the role that Jason Witten, former Tennessee Vol, had on ESPN Monday Night Football? I don't think so, but he could. I don't know if they've made an announcement at ESPN. Remember Witten, who I thought did a pretty good job on ESPN, decided after one year in the broadcast booth that, oh, I think I'm going to go back and play a little NFL football for the Cowboys. So. Uh, maybe opportunity there for McCown to, to shine brightly and maybe not second-guess his decision to step away from the playing field, at least. More NFL news as the Jacksonville Jaguars have fined linebacker Telvin Smith $88,000 for missing camp. He missed the team's mandatory three-day minicamp this week. He posted a picture of the fine letter on his Instagram on Saturday, adding, It's still love. The letter shows the Jaguars fined him $14,775 for missing the first day, then nearly $30,000 for the second day, and $44,000 for the third day. The letter says the fines are required by the 2011 Collective Bargaining Agreement. Telvin Smith, you better pay up. And why would he miss out? I guess he may be in some kind of negotiation, trying to get a little bit more dough from the Jaguars. He has three years remaining on his current deal, which averages $10 million annually in base salary. The coach of the Jags, Doug Marone, insists the team has moved on and plans to be without Smith this year, but his locker remained intact during minicamp. So, Telvin Smith, wise decision? Is he reading the art of the deal by Donald J. Trump and his tactics there in Jacksonville? It remains to be seen. How about some college football news from the Lone Star State as arch rivals Texas and Texas A&M? Well, they're not getting together on the football field quite yet, but they are going to renew their rivalry on the basketball court in 2019 as they'll have a non-conference game together on December 8th. Rather rather than schedule a home-at-home series, the Aggies and Longhorns are going to play a game at a neutral site at the Dickies Arena in Fort Worth. The Horns and the Aggies in the Metroplex. And Shaka Smart, coach of the Horns, says this is a terrific opportunity to renew an important rivalry for the fans in the great state of Texas. We're excited about the chance to play in a first-class arena in front of our fans in the Metroplex. Buzz Williams, the coach at Texas A&M, who's just come over to College Station from Virginia Tech, he said, I've seen the Texas A&M-Texas rivalry firsthand. Remember, Buzz Williams, I think, has a degree from Texas A&M. And he says, I know how important this game is to our players, coaches, and fans 
I'm looking forward personally to seeing A&M and Texas play football again. There's no reason they shouldn't be playing that last weekend of the season, just like Clemson and South Carolina, Florida, Florida State, Georgia, Georgia Tech, Texas, Texas A&M, although not in the same conference anymore, are true rivals and should play, in my opinion, this coming from a non-Texan, of course. Uh, And, of course, if you like Texas, you're thinking, those guys are traitors. They left. Let them go. We don't ever want to play them again. And if you're an Aggie fan, you might be like, we are so much better than Texas. We don't need those 40-acre fools, okay? I don't know what they're thinking, but it should be fun if these two teams will get back together. And they're going to do it in basketball, perhaps in football, in the near future. Well, Bubba Watson is the defending champ of the Travelers Championship in Connecticut, and that's where the PGA Tour winds this week. It's a Travelers Championship, a purse of $7.2 million on the line. Remember, on the golf calendar, the next biggie coming up is the Open Championship, where Francesco Molinari is your defending champ. Coming up between now and the Great Britain Great Golf Tournament, you've got the Rocket Mortgage Classic later this month. And then over the course of the July 4th holiday, you've got the 3M Open, followed by the Great Classic there in the quad cities of illinois and iowa the john deere classics july 11th through the 14th and when just after that's going on is when you have the open championship of which if you don't qualify for that the pga puts on the barbasol championship which has been in auburn alabama troy Merritt, the defending champ of that and that's the same time as the open championship over across the pond and remember in memphis the fedex st jude invitational is a wgc event it's july 25th through the 28th with a $10.2 million purse, a big upgrade on that tournament in 2019. That's a quick look at what's going on in the golfing world. To the NASCAR world, they did not race last weekend as it was Father's Day. This week, the NASCAR circuit winds its way to California as the Monster Energy NASCAR Series at Sonoma takes place Sunday. It'll be televised on Fox Sports 1 at 3 Eastern High noon Sonoma time, NASCAR update for you. Now to Major League Baseball. Oh, what a crazy, crazy time as they're approaching the All-Star break. And quick look at the standings in the AL East. You've got two teams really right there atop the chart with the Yankees and the Tampa Bay Rays. Both have 43 wins and are right there neck and neck. And the Red Sox just behind them a couple of games, though. But congrats to the Rays. They've had a great season thus far. And the Yankees have been very good, too. And that will be a fun time. We've got more Yankees news coming up on tomorrow's show. And I don't want to let the cat out of the bag. It has to do with a star player of the New York Yankees and where we will be broadcasting the Wednesday Y'all Show will be in that player's hometown. will literally be across a cotton field from that player's home. And I'll tell you where that is on Wednesdays. A big surprise there. Hey, we got a surprise today. It's our one-year anniversary. We'll have a surprise for you on Wednesday. How about that? And I don't like the Yankees at all. I wish this player would move on and go play for somebody else, but that's uh, that's his prerogative, I guess. The Twins are leaders by far in the AL Central. They've got a 10-game lead over the Indians right now. In the AL West, the Astros have nearly a 10-game lead over their Lone Star foes as the Astros are 9.5 up on the Rangers right now. The NL Central, the Brewers, and the Cubs are going neck and neck with the Cardinals close behind right now. 
It's a, it's really only about a game difference between the Brew Crew and the Cubbies in the NL Central. The NL West, the Dodgers have a commanding lead there over the Rockies. And here's where it gets fun. The NL East, the Braves were trailing the Phillies when the Phillies came to Atlanta last weekend. Atlanta emerged with the series win and they pushed their lead out to more than two games over the Phillies right now. The Atlanta Braves are leading the NL East. Good job there, Coach Schnitker and the rest of the or managers, whatever they call that in baseball. Great job by the Chapon crew. Now to college baseball, and the Arkansas Razorbacks season is done. This is a team that was one pop fly away from winning the national championship last year against Oregon State, and this year they're two games and done in Omaha. They're heading back to Fayetteville 0-2, season over with Coach Van Horn. Great job, Arkansas, but on Monday they fell to Texas Tech in a nail-biter. Michigan and Florida State continue on in the College World Series. Games going on today. You've got an elimination game going on between the Louisville Cardinals and the Auburn Tigers. Again, Auburn fell in dramatic form. They had a commanding lead in the ninth inning over Mississippi State, and they couldn't get it done. So either the Cards of the ACC or the Tigers of the SEC, their season will come to an end today. That game is right there in Omaha at 1 o'clock today. It's Auburn and the U of L, And then the nightcap and the... Omaha College World Series is the winning bracket of Vanderbilt from the SEC, Mississippi State of the SEC. They've got a game at 6 local time, game 8 of the College World Series. That is tonight. Then you've got more action on Wednesday and Thursday going on through the weekend when we get ready to have the championship series starting on Monday. And that is a quick look at Sports Land Yap here on this Monday. When we come back on y'all, the one-year anniversary throwdown, we're going to go to our barbecue guy, Matt Hearmans. He's been with us throughout the last year. It's been so much fun having him in part of the show. And we're going to talk to him about South Carolina barbecue as we are in the Palmetto State. We're going to talk to him about the College World Series and barbecuing and a whole lot of other fun stuff. It's the Barrister, and he's coming up next on the Y'all Show Talk with a southern accent. Hi, I'm Paul. I know what you're thinking. Oh, great. Another wireless ad. I know how you feel. And it seems like they're always full of this complicated, tricky language about their networks and offers and blah, blah, blah. Well, Sprint is going to do things differently and let you decide for yourself with their new 100% total satisfaction guarantee. Try it for 30 days, love it, or your money back. See? Simple. Now get both Sprint's unlimited plan and the all-new Samsung Galaxy S10e included for just $35 per month per line for five lines. So switch now. Visit your local Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. 30-day guarantee with new line of service. S10e, 128GB, $15 a month after $16.25 a month credit for 18 months credit applied within two bills. If canceled early, remaining balance due. Unlimited basic after 630.20, pay $32 a month per line with auto pay. Day-to-day prioritization during congestion. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Speed maximums, use rules, $30 activation fee, and restrictions apply. Before the 
It's the Y'all Show Barbecue Report from the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Herons, welcome back. It's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. And here on Tuesday, we, we take that time to talk Q and grilling and all the other things involving the grill. And Mr. Herons, we're also celebrating this week the College World Series. Hopefully you enjoyed the opening weekend of it, other than maybe the Texas Tech slipping up in the first game. Well, I love the College World Series, as I think we've talked about. That was a little disappointing, but hey, you know, it's college baseball. Hey, it's one of those, Matt, once you they, make it, it's kind of cool. So that's even that worse. I'm sorry. You lost to a Big Ten team. <laughs> what? what? I know, I know, I know. Yeah, Big Ten, you, don't even, you just kind of forget they even play baseball up there. But uh, yeah, so could have been better, but, uh, you know, still a lot of fun. Still, yeah. I saw I saw some of that game, and to big to the Big Ten Michigan Wolverines credit, they had a heck of a pitcher up there that did a good yeah. job. Yeah, he was really throwing very well. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of how baseball works. If you've got a good guy up there and he's having one of his days, it's pretty hard to pretty hard to do yeah. anything, especially it's, in a gigantic ballpark, which D- TD Ameritrade is compared to all the other college baseball diamonds. It it is, yeah. I mean, you can you can tack on five to ten feet, uh, basically from any other college uh, diamond so it's it's you're not going to hit a lot of home runs you have to manufacture runs which a lot of college teams have trouble doing so yeah. it's a different deal different right. deal well matt let's talk about the more important part of omaha and that is if you're not there what what are people doing right now to celebrate college world series when it comes to grilling if you're lucky enough well or fortunate enough to be able to you know take uh, 10 days off and head up to Omaha, Nebraska. I mean, uh, first of all, I'm jealous of you. Second of all, you know, hey, I see all kinds of folks up there uh, having a heck of a time. All kinds of uh, different pursuits being uh, being pursued. I see people grilling. I see people with smokers out in parking lots. I see people enjoying ice cold beverages. Uh, you know, between games, between days, between games, and. Uh, it's a, it's a heck of a good time. There's, if you're up there for a long period of time and if you've got an RV even, which a lot of people do, which is kind of the preferred way to go, in my opinion, you, you've got, you've got days and days to smoke and grill and do everything you want to do, to be honest with you. And if you've been able to do that before, uh, you know, congratulations to you. I wish I'd been able to do it. So it looks like a heck of a good time. Well, Matt, I, you may not be in Omaha, but I am in South Carolina this week, a place that you were able to go visit not long ago and yes, a place sir. that we're broadcasting from all this week. So I want to put a little Palmetto State twist to some of the stuff that we talk about with you today. And I want to all talk right. specifically about the barbecue trail that South Carolina does a good job of marketing in the next segment. But before we go there, since we're still talking a little baseball and such, one of the things that I've done twice in the short time that I've been back in the Palmetto State is I've had the opportunity to go to a great hot dog place called Sandy's Hot Dogs. They're in the Columbia, South Carolina area, and I've been going there since I'm from this area a lot through the years. They do a really good hot dog, great chili, great mustard, great chopped up onions and slaw if you like slaw on your dogs. And so my question to you is, what is it when you aren't at Sandy's, but you're near your own grill and you're getting ready to watch things like the College World Series, what are some of the real tricks of cooking hot dogs on the grill? 
hot dogs. Well, uh, <laughs> I think getting a good hot dog is probably step number one. And okay, uh, well, explain because that's the thing, you know, Matt. I'm kind of a guy that will go in and buy the great value brand of Walmart hot dogs, <laughs> expecting wonderful results. Is that? not a good idea yeah um so i will i will tell you i'm uh hot dogs we're we're probably i'm gonna have to ask you what you think but people like hot dogs different ways some people like them you know just warmed up or they're still um you know cooked through but of course we all know hot dogs are uh, they're already pre-cooked you can eat them right out of the package you don't want to do that but you could if you if you wanted to. There's nothing that needs to be heated. Matt, a hot dog is obviously something you can warm up in a microwave. You don't, as you just said, you don't even have to warm it up at all. You can cook it. Yeah, and, exactly. And that's fine. We can we can we can skip over that. I have you on here today because you're the barrister. You're the barrister <laughs> of bogacious okay, hot dogs. And, good point. Good and, point. And okay. so I want the kind of hot dog that people are like. My gosh, I don't know what that Matt Hermans does. But man, I've never had a better hot dog in my life. Well, I'm going to give you two two pretty good uh, points here. First of all, um, charcoal. Okay, if you've got a choice between using charcoal and a gas grill, if you're just if you just want to make the most incredible hot dog anyone's ever tasted, you're going to want to do it over charcoal if you have the option. If you can't, it'll be fine. But uh, if you really want to take it to the next level, there's nothing like the, the, the charcoal flavor. And, on and we want to take it to the next level, my friend. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So what, what, different, what difference is there, if at all, between getting charcoal ready for hot dogs versus hamburgers and or steaks? There's not. You don't. I will tell you this. You don't need it quite as hot uh, for hot dogs because we've already talked about they're already cooked. But you do it the same way. You want to have a nice, even heat. If you get your charcoal ready in a chimney or uh, any other method, we've talked about several of those methods in the past. But if, for instance, if you get your charcoal ready in a chimney, you just want to evenly spread the coals out below the grate. Um, again, we're not. You don't need it to be 600 degrees for the for the hot dogs to cook. Nice even distribution of the coal. Hot dogs directly over the coal. You want those nice grill marks. I like personally. I like hot dogs cooked on the grill until they're a little bit crispy around the edges, sorta. I don't mean dried out. I don't mean beef jerky or pork jerky, depending on the kind of hot dog you eat. But um, I'm talking. You want those nice grill marks. You want it to kind of pop in your mouth when you bite into the hot dog, and you want that charcoal flavor on those dogs. That to me along with uh, buying a a high-quality hot dog. Those are the things uh, that make a great hot dog to me. Charcoal, and you want that sear, you want those grill marks, you want that texture from that grill that kind of pops in your mouth when you have the dog. That's what I think takes it to another level. Anybody can boil a dog, put it on the charcoal, get you some grill marks, and splurge a little bit. You know, don't buy the great value. I know there's Parade. I know there's great value. I know all the brands that are out there. There's nothing wrong with those brands. But go for it. Get you some Nathan's. Get you a um, uh, an Oscar Mayer. Whatever. What, what your is the Cadillac is. of hot dogs? Well, I guess you know. I guess you'd have different people on here tell you different things. I will. I will. You know, I'm probably going to be kind of boring. I like Nathan's hot dogs. I like the bun length. Um, they're big. They're long. Hot dogs will shrink up a little bit when you put them on the grill. So. Um, a little bit big extra length, a little bit bigger hot dog. I think they have the perfect amount of fat inside. I like a pork hot dog as opposed to a beef, although some people will, again, 
prefer a beef hot dog. I like a pork hot dog. It's kind of the traditional hot dog, in my opinion. It's got the right amount of fat. It's got the right amount of juice inside. It's kind of what you want. You kind of want a juicy hot dog when you snap into it through your teeth. And I think I'm just a fan of the Nathan's hot dog. I always have been. And uh, so there are lots of good hot dogs out there. I'm not getting a check from Nathan's. I just happen to like that particular okay. hot dog. Well, let me, let me ask you this. Is I'm a guy from the South, so we didn't really brush up on our different varieties of meats when it came Me to either. hot dogs mm-hmm. growing up. But right. I have had an appreciation after going to places like Milwaukee and having a dog at the ballpark there. And, guys, and, and actually, they call them brats. They don't even call them hot oh, dogs. Oh, yeah. Anymore. Different. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Yeah. That's a whole different thing, John. Well, whole different thing. How is it different, sir? And you have some Wisconsin roots, I believe. So tell me, what's the difference between a brat, brat and a hot dog? Yeah, yeah, great. I do, and um, well, my dad's side of the family comes from Wisconsin, and I've uh, well, I've been there a couple times, but yeah. So brat, a brat, brat's a sausage, not a hot dog at all. So um, yeah, it's a sausage. It's a but, but can you sausage. cook it and, and and serve it up kind of like a hot dog? Oh yeah, okay. absolutely, absolutely. It's a it's a sausage. You know, there's smoked sausage. There's Polish sausage. There's bratwurst. There's a spicy Italian sausage. We have in the south. You got spicy and dewy you got all kinds of sausage a bratwurst is a uh, it's a sausage so uh you know throughout the country and particularly throughout the south there are different kinds of sausages you have you can have barbecue sausage with jalapeno in it you can have cheese sausage you can have andouille of course in the on the gulf coast area bratwurst is just kind of a midwestern uh kind of sausage it's a mixture of pork and beef there are different uh uh, there are different seasonings in the in the sausage that you would associate with bratwurst if you eat bratwurst, but it's just a sausage. Yeah, you can uh, you can serve it up like a hot dog. You serve it up any way you want, but uh, it's definitely not a hot dog. A hot dog would be kind of a, a mixture of meats, kind of turned into a paste and pressed. We well, we all know what hot dogs are, but a bratwurst is a particular kind of sausage. Goes great with beer. If you like beer, then it goes great with beer. Yeah. Bratwurst and beer are kind of friends. Well, I went to a game at Miller Park and enjoyed uh-huh. the brats there. And, of course, that part of the world is known for its Germanic heritage. In fact, I would probably yes. guess that Hermans might just come from the old country. <sighs> well, Rawls from the old country, too. Now, my family's been in the South so long that nobody even knows the difference between Berlin and Bangkok, to be honest with you. <laughs> but I will yeah. I will tell you, well, maybe they know the difference between those two. But I will tell you that I've been to the old country, Matt, and Bratwurst is found there in Germany. It also is something called Knockwurst. Do you know yeah. the difference between Brats and Knockwurst? No. Okay. no I, I, I don't I'm either. Actually, I have an excuse, though, because my last name is, is Dutch. So is that oh, is it? Okay, sorry. Does that give me off the hook? Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't realize no, okay. you were Dutch. I thought you were German, darn it. <laughs> we, got some, we got some of those in there, too. I was trying to explain uh, no. that to my son this weekend. Okay, so you got the Netherlands, who they, they actually have two different nicknames just for the country. It's the Netherlands, it's Holland, and the people are Dutch. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, I mean, this is, a, this is a, another subject for another day, but I think they're all I think the Dutch are as, as, is a Germanic kind of people anyway. But yeah, so knockwurst is a, it's a different kind of sausage. I think it's different meats. I know I want to, I don't want to go on record with anything that's inaccurate, but I want to say there are different kinds of uh, organ meats maybe in, uh, in, in knockwurst that wouldn't be in bratwurst. Uh, that's just okay. a, a thought. Well, my apologies to you and your, the, 
Holland area and the the <laughs> they're not even Norse. They're the Dutch. And what's funny is if you know anything right. about the German language, German. If you want to talk about Germany and German in that language, it's Deutsch. And so right. a lot of people think of Dutch as German, but actually, as you just pointed out, it's more of a Netherlands thing. But we're getting a yeah. world tour here with the Barrister. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. But we have but a lot of. Note, my, go, oh, ahead. go ahead, John. No, I was going to say, say if, while we're on the subject, my wife, now she is German and she loves bratwurst. So there you go. Ah, gut. Wunderbar. And I bet you exactly. don't know a single word in Dutch, do you? I guess that's the language. Mm, no, my dad speaks Dutch and my brother does, does but I've never, yeah, we've been over here since 1640. So it's been a couple years, but, uh, <laughs> hey, you got dad, me beat. 1640. <laughs> my, that's right. But, uh, yeah, so my, uh, it's been a few years since we were all speaking Dutch, but my brother does speak a little Dutch. My dad speaks Dutch. So how about that? Well, we're speaking Southern here on the y'all show. Yes, Talking to the barrister of bodacious barbecue, having a good time. And I tell you what, we're talking about Germans and, and Dutch here as we go to break. When we come back, we are currently in a certain part of South Carolina that was settled by Germans back before the Revolutionary War. And because of that Germanic heritage, perhaps, is why this little section of South Carolina has mustard-based barbecue that's world-renowned. We're going to talk about that, but we'll also talk about the barbecue trail map it's put out by the South Carolina Tourism Office. And I want to see if Matt has had a chance to study up on that thing. If not, we'll tell him about some of the hot spots here in the Palmetto State and get the Barrister of Bodacious Barbecue's take on South Carolina and some of the cool places here. Of which, just before talking to you, Barrister, I had my fill of mustard-based barbecue. And mm. it was delish. One of my favorite um, places around here. And I'll tell you whether that was right after the break here as we continue on with more of the Y'all Show. They always told Will he was too short to play basketball, but Will never listened. Will let his work ethic do the talking for him. Always in a gym, always running drills. Will knew where there was a will, there was a way. And he was Will. But then, after his second child was born, he realized the pros were all way better than him. So Will gave up and buried his high tops in a tearful ceremony. But one day, he heard that Geico could save him money on car insurance, so he switched and saved a bunch, which was awesome. I want to keep my heart healthy, so I get my cholesterol checked regularly. And when my doctor told me my cholesterol was borderline, I found garlic. According to my pharmacist, there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. And one garlic tablet is equal to a whole clove of garlic, except it's odor-free. Yep, I'm doing what I can for my cholesterol, and I'm doing it with garlic. Garlic, cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. When you feel heartburn up in your throat, you'll do anything for fast relief. You might chug milk directly from the source. Okay, girl. Easy. You might slurp down an entire slushie in a single breath. Oh, that didn't help. Don't try just anything. Try new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers, the only antacid that melts to leave a cooling sensation while it starts working as fast as now to relieve heartburn. Oh, that's better. Soothe the burn with new Rolaids Heartburn Soothers. Use as directed. 
You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's vistaprint.com. the y'all show talk with a southern accent we're wrapping up this tuesday edition with the barrister of bodacious barbecue mixing in a little baseball talk a little barbecue talk and a little talk about the old country of the netherlands and selfishly i'm putting in a little talk about our friends in germany too hey barrister we're in south carolina this is the y'all show with john rawl and here in south carolina they have various types of barbecue available And one of the things known about South Carolina, especially in the middle part of the state of which I find myself in today, is something called mustard-based barbecue. And the folks over at South Carolina Tourism, they've really done a great job with the official South Carolina barbecue trail map. In fact, Matt, just the other day when I crossed that Savannah River into South Carolina from Georgia, I stopped by North Augusta, South Carolina, and I picked up a copy of this trail map and I was really impressed by what it offers and the seven or eight pages of barbecue offerings there. Have you had a chance to pick up a copy of this map yourself? You know, I've seen it. Um, I actually looked on, on, uh, line and you know what I, I found? Uh, a couple different varieties people call them the South Carolina barbecue trail, but I have, I think I've seen the map you're talking about. It yeah. looks like, uh, looks like it goes up from, yeah, around Charlotte all the way down to New Charleston. Is that, is that about it right? It is. And if you don't have a chance to have an actual printed copy in your hand or any of our listeners, go to the website discoversouthcarolina.com and they, really break it down they really get into the barbecue stuff here in fact they call south carolina the birthplace of barbecue and the home of the Mm -hmm. official four sauces those four sauces mustard heavy tomato light tomato and vinegar now i think our friends in north carolina might just say i object you'd you'd appreciate that kind of word (laughs) when they call south carolina the birthplace of barbecue i'm I'm sure there's some other states that might object but i will say south carolina unlike 
other states, they've really done a great job of pushing this mustard-based barbecue sauce. Whether you like it or not, it is at least another option where most states have usually one, sometimes two, and if you're lucky in North Carolina's case, you might have three. South Carolina has the grand slam of barbecue options. Mm, grand slam. I love that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I'm yeah, from South it, Carolina. What do you expect? Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, I love it. I think – uh yeah, I don't have a big argument against that. I mean, South Carolina, uh, the the um, uh, the uh, birthplace what, of what barbecue. The birth, and, that's right. Yeah, the birthplace of barbecue. And, that's right. And secession. Yes, that's true. Now that is that is true. There's no argument there. <laughs> but uh, the, the barbecue. I, I, yeah, I'd have a hard time arguing against that, especially after looking at the map. And and I I think you're right. I have to give uh, a heck of a lot of credit to your uh, home state in. Uh, again, kind of grasping on to the mustard. And we, and, you know, be, you're from South Carolina. I'm sure there's South Carolinians listening to this, uh, the whole uh, this state, show. the whole state's tuned in, right? Now. Every single person in the state, right? Yeah. From the, from the hills to the coast. But I'm sure they're sitting there thinking, well, hey, that's not the only kind of barbecue sauce here. We got this and that and the other. And you just went through them. And that's true of any state. But I will say in, you know, in, in popular, I guess you want to call pop culture in this country, when you think of mustard barbecue, you definitely think of South Carolina. When you think of South Carolina, you think of mustard-based barbecue, even though that is not the ubiquitous style, but it's unique. Yeah. It is unique uh, to South Carolina, and that's what's really cool about it. And that's what kind of puts these barbecue states on the map. And, you, you know, we've talked about Memphis before. We've talked about South Carolina. Every southern state has a ton of barbecue joints. We've gone over that, too. But if you've got this um, – a mascot or a, uh, uh, you know, a poster boy for, for, for a particular kind, it's very cool. And I, I happen to love the mustard-based barbecue myself, so I'm a big fan. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a little bit biased, but I love that South Carolina's done that, and I love that that's a unique aspect well, of barbecue. They're also, I think it's cool. to the state's credit, they really are pushing barbecue yes. and the birthplace of it. And again, I encourage anybody to go to this barbecue trail map that you can get at discoversouthcarolina.com. They break the state down into three different sections, the mountains, the Midlands, of which we are in right now, and the coastal area of South Carolina. And they really do a good job of, of really kind of pinning little, what do they call them, the little pin drops like you would have on Yeah, 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 markers. Uh-huh. Markers. They have little markers for each section and break it down to what the actual sauce options are. they got a little color-coded map that has, like, yellow for mustard base and I'm actually surprised there's as many mustard-based options in the coastal or, or rather the mountain area of South Carolina than even right here where mustard-based barbecue really is king, the Midlands uh-huh. of South Carolina. But you'll find a lot of, lot of stuff there going from places like Gaffney, home of the Big Peach out on the interstate that some people say looks like. Well, something provocative, to be honest with you. <laughs> I bet I can guess, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that, that is featured in the the uh, Kevin Spacey, whatever that thing, that uh, series that he's known for on Netflix. Uh, oh, I don't know, man. You lost me on Netflix. Oops. Yeah, yeah, yep, yep, yep. Oops. <laughs> but in addition to the mountains, the mountains, by the way, they have 61 barbecue restaurants. The Midlands of South Carolina, 113 barbecue options. <laughs> A lot of, lot of them around the state capital of Columbia, but this stretches over a whole bunch of counties. And then, again, all color-coded, so it makes it real easy for you. Then Very you got the, cool. the coastal area going from Hilton Head all the way up to Myrtle Beach with Charleston right smack dab in the middle of the coastal area. 79 restaurants in the coastal area that serve barbecue, according 
to this mix. Now, even some of these have, they have them color coded and a couple of these like Duke's barbecue, really, truly, they mix different types together. So it's mm. almost like it's a fifth style, but you can find all that right here in South Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. It almost looks like the, um, the coastal area is kind of a, you can kind of get all kinds of different, um, uh, in other words, you could get mustard or you could get other types along the coastal area. If you look at the map, it's kind of, uh, you know, there's people coming there from all over the place, I guess. If, and they probably want to try all different kinds of things. So, yeah. Unless yeah. you go to a Jim and Nick's. Now that's the Birmingham based chain. That's a chain, right? Yeah. Yes, yeah. It's gone into South Carolina and other states. And you only get the one type there, which would be the tomato based sauce. Mm-hmm. Now, on mm-hmm. the flip side, if you go to Joe Bessinger's barbecue in Somerville, which I've been to many times, a awesome place. They have a incredible pork barbecue, pulled pork there. But man, the chicken they've got that's dipped in the mustard based sauce is delish. And mm. Joe Bessinger's there on College Park Road in Somerville, just north of Charleston, only mustard say mustard sauce is available there okay okay and then if you know anything about south carolina's barbecue lineage the Bessinger name is synonymous with barbecue in south carolina yes i know there's two branches right or two yeah. main two main branches they've had civil yeah. a civil war in the Bessinger family mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. maurice and melvin and then their own kids i think have had their own civil wars there so it's it's kind of confusing Yes, but the deliciously best, confusing. Yes, though. it yeah. is deliciously confusing, but it's not easy running a barbecue restaurant, man. I mean, it's a lot no, of manpower, no. and you can see why some families just have problems with keeping these things going. No doubt about it. And we've, like I say, barbecue is is very particular. We've talked about it before. Uh, it really. It can go, you know, barbecue can be great. And then if you change pitmasters or if a pitmaster kind of goes lax or if you change meat companies, I mean, these are all things. It is very, it's, it's an art form and you can't recreate it like you can a burger. It's just not the same type of deal. So, um, yeah, you're right. It, it can, it's very touchy and you've really got to have somebody who's skilled in there. Um, I don't want to weigh in on the Civil War too much, but I've been to Melvin's and I was a big fan of Melvin's. Yeah, so, Melvin's. Uh, is great now. One of, one of the cool things about the Bessingers, and this may be also with other barbecue chains out there, that at least at both Melvin's in Charleston and Maurice's in Columbia, South Carolina's area, both have multiple locations. Matt, they are great barbecue places, but literally, I know Melvin's has won an award nationally, and I think Maurice's has won some kind of award too. They're both known for their incredible home style hamburgers. So how often do you know barbecue places that have equally delicious, if not maybe well more well-known hamburger mm. options? You know what? This seems like a subject that we could spend a whole show on. I know of a few, but it's not uh, it's not every day. Uh, but there are some. There are some. Yeah. In uh, fact, I meant to tell you, uh, my tea is going into the break. Before doing the show today, I went to one of my favorite places in the Columbia, South Carolina area, Russia's. I love Rush's, and Rush's is is predominantly a hamburger joint. Mm. And some of my most famous, some of my most favorite burgers in the world are at Rush's. But guess what? They serve great hot dogs, and they're great. But they have great barbecue, and I don't, I don't think they make it. Someone told me a long time ago they buy their barbecue from Maurice's, which is the big. (sighs) mustard-based chain oh, in Columbia, and it I makes see. sense well now what's funny and and i don't mind saying it because i guess it 
indirectly as a compliment, but I think the barbecue at Rush's is better than what it's at Maurice's, and supposedly it's from the same place. I wonder how that works. I don't know. Hmm. Well, I don't know. <laughs> sometimes the uh, sometimes the atmosphere can add to your dining enjoyment from time yeah. to time. Well, so. they're they're both really neat places. Of course, Rush's has great desserts like milkshakes that are to die for too and i talked about rushes i don't want to talk about them too much just like <laughs> you and nathan's hot dogs i'm not getting a check from rushes anytime soon <laughs> that's right i'm not getting a check from nathan's either yeah but but oh, we should man. we should yeah we also you know what we really should and uh i think that's an interesting uh subject there's a couple usually when you got a barbecue place that also does hamburgers i'm not saying all the time but usually one of them is drastically better than the other but there are uh, there are places that uh, that burgers are great and the barbecue is great. I think we've talked about. Uh, we don't want to stray too far from South Carolina today, but that's something. Uh, that's an interesting topic. Maybe we talk about that later. Yeah. On. Well, I mean, I'm just wondering the setup. If you had to guess these setups here, where is it feasible with their cooking apparatus, if that's a word, mm-hmm. that they could pull off both barbecue and a burger? Well, it you've got to have the proper. Uh, you've got to have the proper material and you've got to have the proper machinery so in order to make a good burger you know burgers are another thing but you you know you some people like them on the griddle some people like them on the grill some people like them over charcoal on the grill uh but to make good barbecue you simply have to have a pit so if you're going to have a burger station or a place where you do burgers in order to do both really great you've got to have a pit as well because you can you know that's the only way to do barbecue um so that that is a that is a a monetary investment to have a pit and a nice grill or a griddle for, for hamburgers. And you've got to have somebody doing different things. So the burger flipper can't be running around when he has time or she has time messing with the pit. You got to have somebody dedicated to the pit. So just so you know, there's no pit at this hamburger chain called rushes. So, well, no, that's why they get it from elsewhere. Yeah, right? Yeah. But it's good. I'm telling you, I yeah. thought it was better. In fact, I'm pretty sure I had a manager, of either the Russia's hamburger chain or maybe a manager of the local Maurice's tell me that they did the whole buying from them. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but whatever, I well, like, I like it. I, you know what? My my, it holds true because Maurice's has a pit, and if they get their barbecue from there, it comes off a pit. It may just not come from them. So, but anyway, you can true. you can learn more about all of these options: hamburgers, barbecue, hot dogs. Man, we've covered it all, and we've done it only in one state. Matt, you know, there's 16 southern states, and here we are oh, in South Carolina today, having so much fun going I through all it. this stuff that we've got a lot of other areas to cover. And guess what? We intend to do that either together or me out on my own or you out on your own. We've already done a little bit of this as we're getting ready this week to celebrate our one-year birthday, Matt. We have turned one year old this week. That is exciting. I love it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like we've, we've, done, we've done the Palmetto State proud today a little bit. Yeah, and we're just waiting for all the checks to come in from these places so we can go travel to all corners of the South. And I'll be waiting to spotlight it. But yeah, you know, Matt, the neat thing is we haven't really, really gone overboard with any of these places, even in South Carolina. So we can, well, what we can do is come back and do a more thorough profile. How about that? I can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> but can't I'd rather wait. go to a beach here pretty soon. Outside of South Carolina, I need, <laughs> I need to go down to Key West. I need you to research Ooh. the Key West barbecue scene. 
Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to take donations, and they can fund that research. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah, yeah that I'm would, happy that, to do it. That would happy be great. Matt Hermans, the barbecue barrister, can't thank you enough again, not only for being on today, but throughout the entire first year of the Y'all Show, giving us your incredible knowledge of grilling and barbecue and a little college baseball. Maybe things will work out in Omaha mm. for you this week, and we will catch up with you next week and find out where we're headed to next. Uh, I'll be counting the hours. You know it. All right. Matt Hearman's Barrister of Bear, Bodacious Barbecue, Hot Dogs, and South Carolina Travel. Well, that will conclude our Tuesday, y'all. Thank you very much for being a part of the show. We'll be right back here with an all-new Wednesday edition. We will have country music on our mind and so much more. You don't want to miss it. Until that time, y'all be safe. Enjoy the rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a southern accent from South Carolina. My husband and I need new phones, and we're looking to save money. Well, you've come to the right place. Look no further. Sprint has the deal for you. Double the fun. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. Wow, iPhone XR has an amazing camera. Get in here for a selfie. Okay, great idea. Do I look okay? How's my hair? I'm switching to Sprint. Lease the latest iPhone and get an iPhone XR on Sprint. All you need is approved credit and 18-month leases. No trade-in required. Visit a Sprint store, Sprint.com, or call 800-SPRINT-1 today. iPhone XR, 64 gigabyte, $31.25 a month. Second phone, $0 after $31.25 a month credit applied within two bills. Requires two new lines of service. If cancel early, remaining balance due. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. $30 activation fee and restrictions apply. Excludes tax. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. As we watch the suburban garden gnome carefully, carefully without disturbing it, we notice that it moves like not at all. It's inanimate and utterly without brain function. But despite that, when a garden gnome hears about how Geico not only saves people money, but also gives them access to licensed agents 24-7 online and over the phone, it's clear to them you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. But on second thoughts, maybe don't watch garden gnomes too carefully. People might talk. Welcome back to The Cat Show. Up next, we have Nico. Nico is a member of the Shelter Pet Group. That's right. A group known especially for their sunspot sleeping, ball chasing, leg rubbing, couch purring, bed leaping, and of course, companionship. Wonderful. And what breed would you say Nico is? I'd have to go with a tabbyish Persian kind of mix. Tremendous cat. I'd also like to point out her coat's wonderful mix of colors. Is it black, gray, gray, black, brown? Somewhere in between. Indeed. You know, it's always special when we get to see a cat like this. Just look how she struts. It's like she owns the place. And how she's so incredibly cute in her indifference to commands. A strong-willed feline. Ah, 
and see how she curls up and cuddles her person. The pitch on her purring is simply perfect. Nice one. I know. Fantastic cat. Fantastic indeed. But really the best way to know an amazing shelter pet like Nico is to meet one. Visit the shelterpetproject.org today. Adopt. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. Wake up and text. Text and eat. Mm-mm. Text and meet up with a friend you haven't seen in forever. Hi. Oh, hey. Text and complain that they're on their phone the whole time. <sighs> text and listen to them complain that you're on your phone the whole time. Uh. Text and whatever. But when you get behind the wheel, give your phone to a passenger. Put it in the glove box. Just don't text and drive. Visit StopTextsStopRex.org. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council.